the CNJ show. I'm going to do something I never do before, or don't usually do before. <laughs> I never do before. Chris Jericho is the best wrestler going today. Changed my mind. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. I'll, I'll give you that. Welcome to the CNJ show, everybody. Sorry we haven't been around. It's all my fault. Been going through some stuff, but we're here now. Better late than never. Uh, got a uh, AEW Dynamite recap because that's the only thing I've been able to watch so far. <laughs> I have some catching up to do, and I promise as soon as I do, C and I will be back, and we will be giving our thoughts on everything. Um, just a full disclaimer, uh, the Raw and SmackDowns uh, from the past week, we probably won't go into uh, in a recap form, but if anything of note happened that I feel we need to mention, I will. If not, then we'll just talk about Extreme Rules. But um, before we get into Dynamite, uh, there is one thing I did want to talk about uh, in regards to this, uh, the allegations brought by by uh, some people on these wrestlers that we talked about a few weeks ago that Joey Ryan uh, released a almost hour-long YouTube video, uh, his first comments about this, basically um, talking about the allegations, basically uh, offering some sort of evidence, uh, disputing them. Uh, one thing I... I, I um, I know we talked about this off the show, but I didn't tell you this. In the video, he shaved his mustache off. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't recognize him at first. It looks like he's got a little tip of the gray hairs coming in at the top of his head, too. But I don't even know <laughs> how old he is. But, um, yeah, it was quite interesting. I know you haven't seen this yet, uh, see, but I, I did watch it. Um, I was curious, you know, to see because I always like hearing all sides to the stories, uh, giving people the benefit of the doubt, innocent until proven guilty. I am a firm believer in that, but um, I had full disclosure, you know, have, have met Joey Ryan once too at StarCast last year. And um, you know, some of the things he said, I can kind of attest to it personally. And I know you did too. So uh, he basically was bringing up uh, not, I don't think all the accusations by people, but a lot of them. Um, he was showing text messages that he had been going back and forth with some of these people on. Um, he did admit, you know, hooking up with some, making a pass at some. Um, he apologized to some for if, you know, he invaded their personal space or made them feel uncomfortable. It was never his intention. Uh, he also made mention, made made a a, a point, and he even says he, he thinks it's the most important thing. He said it probably about four, five or six different times. Uh, anytime there was uh, any type of you know consensual uh, encounters whatsoever, uh, he made mention if anybody said stop or no that he immediately stopped and did not pursue it. So um, take it for what. You will. Um, the, the, one of the first things he mentioned was that there was a fan who uh, accused him of propositioning him to grab his genitals at a meet and greet at a table and for the fan to grab his genitals as well. 
And uh, this is one thing I think you and I can both attest to. He mentioned um, anyone that has seen him or, know, or worked with him at meet and greets knows he's very shy and he's very, um, he has trouble looking at people, you know, in the eye, making eye contact, uh, let alone trying to strike up a conversation to position, uh, proposition somebody to grab his dick. But, um, and when I met him, uh, and I think you did too, uh, you know, I, I could attest to that firsthand that he was very awkward in not wanting to make eye contact. I mean, he was very, you know, polite saying thanks, you know, when I said I like to enjoy his work, blah, 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 whatever. And, uh, but he was very, I don't want to say standoffish, but a very awkward, very not, not, not that he didn't want to be there, but you always, you know, think like, okay, what is this guy thinking? You know, but in reality, you know, that's legit how he is, I guess. So, um, Another accusation he did mention, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I just want to make mention of this, was that he met this girl who was a acquaintance. Uh, I believe she was also a, a wrestler. Uh, he didn't name names unless they were already named, but nobody big that I uh, recall. Um, but uh, he had, uh, met her at a wedding. And uh, he did admit that they were had been drinking heavily and they snuck off to a room to make out. Uh, somebody walked in on them, so they went to a bathroom. And she ended up performing a consensual sexual act on him. And next day was sending him text messages and about having trying to have threesomes with her and her boyfriend, her and other chicks. I mean, all this stuff. And... Um, you know, again, some could say he's victim bashing or whatever, but I think the guy's just trying to defend himself, and who knows what the real truth is. Um, the only thing I can say is that I can attest to the awkwardness at meet and greets, because uh, I saw it firsthand. Um, I know that he admitted to having lots of problems. Uh, he's been separated from his wife for a while. Uh, before he was separated, though, she had given him permission to uh, basically have relationships with other people while he's on the road. And he did admit to, you know, trying to be very aggressive in doing so at times because he realized he was only going to be in like one city per night. So he didn't have enough time. The guy basically seems like he's a sex addict, to be honest with you. Um, it seems like he realizes that and seems like maybe he's trying to get help. He did make mention at the end that, you know, he's one of his uh, friends that, uh, you know, is big into religion, um, basically uh, helped him find God again. So he's uh, he's doing that. Um, and he also made mention that, that a lot of people, oh, another thing too, before I, I end it, uh, a lot of people were, relationships he's had in the business for 20 plus years, people just kind of, uh, stopped talking to him when this these stories came out instead of reaching out to him asking his side they just believed what they heard and that was that um also in regards to that he made mention and this is quite interesting that impact um pretty much did the same thing terminated his contract uh he stated that he there was a clause in his contract that if he uh was accused of anything any type of accusations or whatever that happened before he had signed with impact that he would not be fired. 
Uh, if that's the case, I think he's got a lawsuit on his hands for impact, but we'll see. Um, he, and I think one of the persons that he was talking about, even though he didn't mention her by name specifically in that, but I think it was Candace because she and him were very close for a long time on the indie scene. He did mention her name a couple times in regards to uh, locations that he was with with her during these accusations, but, you know, um, that was about it. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I think uh, there's probably some truth to people feeling uncomfortable around him, but for them to act like it was okay and then pay, basically piggyback on this movement is pretty shitty. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I obviously I didn't um, watch this YouTube video. Um, I also I didn't meet Joey um, as a meet and greet. Um, I was um, at StarCast and I was waiting outside of the conference room where they had the signings. Ah. And wait a second, I'm trying to think if that was where I where I met him at. Maybe yeah, yeah, I think that, that that's that's right. And he wait, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was when I was checking in the Starcast and then I was um walking towards the bar area. I ah. there's a couple people like behind me or whatever and they stay they're like Joey Joey and Joey's walking with his bag and he's walking out and wait a second no holy shit <laughs> wait 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 no, that that wasn't Joey that was DDP we <laughs> we saw him in, in in line together we did when we were standing in line for CM Punk. And we were Jerry not Ryan in. The, we were not in the room yet. We were standing by the by the entrance of the hotel. Oh yeah. And okay. you know, and the wrestlers were leaving. Right, 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 right. Joey right. walked past us, and he was very like his head was down, and he was very just like, he's like you know, like you know, hey, like hi, hi, and then he just, he just like walked out, like he was very nonchalant, like you could tell, like, you know, some wrestlers are. You know, well, at least smile and acknowledge. Joey is very like hesitant on even doing that. Um, now, I've I vague, always what's up? I vaguely, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> yeah, because that's where we that's where we initially met. Was we? I joined. Um, yeah, you were in line with us for waiting to meet Punk. Exactly. So, um, that's right, because you had shit for him to sign, didn't you? For Punk? Yeah. Or yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Not. No, no, I did. Oh, you uh, did? Wait, you did? Okay. I can't remember if I brought anything. I think I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I bought that uh, the poster from the table where uh, fucking um, Don West was at. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Don's cool. Yeah. So I will say this though: I've always been the type of guy, and maybe this is um, not the way to do it, but if I've always felt that. If you can look someone in the eye, there's something going on. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Like, you know, like I've never been a fan of uh, people who, you know, if you're having a conversation with someone and they're looking to the sky or they're not looking at you or, you know, just like uh, to me, I've always still okay, it's, something's going on with this person. Now, is it, does it mean they're, you know, a sexual abuser or all that shit? No. It could just mean other shit that's going on. Um, 
This is a tough, tough situation. I can't think of the band, but there was a there was a musician for a metal band that did this himself. It was um, fuck. I'd have, I'd have to think of the. It was like a like a deathcore band, and they uh, the musician was um, accused of like all that, like all this shit with with a girl, and he posted a YouTube video. And it's about forty five minutes long, and he had text messages and all this shit, and he was he was showing, um, it was similar. But um, I get it. I'm, I'm happy he's defending himself. I mean, other I know a lot of it feels like a lot of other wrestlers aren't even saying anything, you know, aren't even defending themselves. You know, like I really haven't heard anything from Michael Elgin, you know, and a couple others. You know, Jack Gallagher has. I don't think he's really said anything at this point. Um, yeah. You know, which is fine. I mean, I get it. You know, if you're, you know, if you're accused, you're accused. But even if you are accused, and even if you are the, you know, the accuser, you know, you should still post something, even if it's an apology or you know, make notice of what you did. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but um. Well, he did make a point to to pretty much. You know, apologize to a lot of people if they felt if he misread something, or you know, if they felt if you ever made them feel uncomfortable, if he invaded their personal space, you know, um, a lot of that. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. He seemed, you know, somewhat sincere, but again, you know, nobody knows really what happened here with everybody except the people involved. So, yeah, I just I don't know. It's um. It's a tough situation that he's in, you know. Like I said, it, it's good that he came out and and at least got his opinion across and and said what he wanted to say. And yeah, we'll, we'll you know we'll see where it goes from there. Um, I don't, and there's no disrespect to him. I don't think it's like a major loss for Impact. I mean, I, I don't think he. I mean, it's not a you know great situation, but I don't think it's a major loss for Impact at this point. I don't think Joey Ryan. You know, while he he's always had that gimmick, and I think that's why he was kind of changing his gimmick a little bit with uh, with the cancel culture, um, because of um, his gimmick's not going to stick. Um, right. You know, in the it's WWE, good for, it's good for the indie scene, but not for mainstream. Yeah, and it, you know, and I will say this, and I and I'm not, I mean, so fans, I I did watch some anniversary, and I and I watched Extreme Rules. Uh, Jay has obviously he's had some personal shit going on, so he hasn't been able to. Um, I will say this, will. yeah, you know, and we and we'll we'll do a show really soon on those. I will say this, I didn't notice this, but are the are the rascals just all oh, just off topic here? But they're pretty noticeably wear their their outfits with like marijuana leaves on them. Oh and yeah, I didn't. I literally didn't notice that, and I, I as soon as I realized it, I was like. Well, fuck these guys won't be in WWE. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> well, that's 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 their whole gimmick, you know. They sit in the treehouse with the that '70s show style with the you know the, the smoke clouds going around them and everything. I guess I so. never realized that. I mean, honestly, oh, like, yeah. and I, I I think I said this too for the longest time. I actually thought East Austin was Zach Wentz for a minute because of just, <laughs> they do the look hair. they do look similar. If 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 you, yeah. I mean. Uh, Ace, uh, Ace is definitely obviously smaller than Wentz, but I it's yeah, but it's so, all like yeah, that's just my. But anyway, Joey, yeah, he's um, 
we'll see what happens. I think his wrestling career is probably done for a, for the time well, being, but for the time being. But if if here's my question, and and this goes for all of these people that have been accused of of accusations and stuff, but mostly I, I'm just gonna point out for Joey now, if he comes out that all of these allegations are unfounded and he can prove it, then what is that? You know, what does that do for him? Like, I mean, obviously, um, I don't think he'd want to go back to Impact at this point, considering how they would have treated him if this is, you know, um, like I said, if he, if they're not um, true. But, you know, like, lawsuit, if they settle with him out of court, like, what does he do? Like, like would he... I know he's friends with people, or at least was friends with people in AEW. Um, you know, I don't know if he'd end up there. Uh, he does have history with being the elite. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if he would end up in NXT or not either. Because there was a rumor that he did have an offer from them before he said he was staying on the indies. And then months later, he signed with Impact. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if this does enough damage to keep him out of those major companies, regardless if he is found in, you know, not these allegations are proven false or whatever. Um, obviously, if they're proven true, then, yeah, he's pretty much done with, you know, everything in regards to wrestling. But if they're, you know, if they're not, that that's the interesting, um, the interesting question to say this. To, the, to say the least, where he, you know he would end up. What do you think? I don't think WWE touches him, mm. um, unless it's in the back backstage, maybe or maybe a training role at, at, at the PC where he's not on television. Well, that that's what they were the original offer. Was yeah, yeah. That's that, so. that's maybe that's a possibility. I still don't think they don't they don't touch him for pub publicity reasons. But then again, you know, not to get political here, but WWE is obviously known. You know, has a known relationship with Donald Trump, and obviously he's not exactly the most loved person right now. So. I, it's, he's in he's he's in their Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, so it's not. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I don't think he. I don't think they touch him. And I actually don't think AEW does. I think um, Tony Khan is more and more and more and more stepping into the role, into that Vince McMahon role, and um, not necessarily on screen yet, but behind the scenes and he is on behind he is on screen to a sense where he's being you're hearing his voice on social media and even being brought up in terms of you know on the show a lot in terms of roles and well this match is happening and so i don't see tony like bringing him on i just don't i i think his his best possibility for work could be ring of honor mlw type of situation and then you know maybe even like an appearance at warrior wrestling or indie scenes every now and then but other than that i don't see i don't see the the two big companies sign him and i don't see impact either so i don't actually don't see the three big companies sign him yeah i doubt he'd go to japan but you never know 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see that either. But well, speaking of AEW, I guess let's move on to our main event this week, which is uh, our recap of AEW's fight for the fallen from this past Wednesday. And like I and NC mentioned, I have been going through some personal stuff this week, and I wasn't going to watch this show uh, on Wednesday, and C talked me into it. <laughs> you, you, you talked me into it, man, and I gotta say, thank you for doing so, because this show made my fucking night. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish with this. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, just like I don't believe there is such thing as a perfect wrestling show. Uh, But there was plenty of good. So why don't we get into it, shall we? Let's go. So Tony Schiavone was not there. Uh, He did have a COVID-19 test, but they were waiting for the results. Um, and I guess because of that, he was not able to be on the show. Now, I haven't heard any follow-up to that. Uh, have you? Uh, I have not. So I think every, I think okay. he's in the clear because they, they would have said something. Yeah, I would say so too. Uh, they start out with Taz uh, on commentary taking his place. And they also start out with the TNT Championship. And... Like I said, <laughs> nothing's perfect. And I, I believe this may or may not be the first time AEW has done this, but the champ came out first. <laughs> uh, all I said was Cody out first, WTF AEW. Um, I get why, so yeah. I'm not. There, not there's, a, too... there's a big reason why. Yeah, and, and I'm not too upset with it because of the reason why, but as long as they don't make that a habit like WWE does, I'll be okay. Uh, they have not done that before, though, right? That you could, to your knowledge? Uh, did off the top of my head, I, I don't know, but I, I, it's hard. Yeah, off the top of my head, I, I can't recall. Yeah, well, the reason is because Sonny Kiss comes out with new music, new rain attire, and the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders doing a little dance routine. Obviously, this was done probably in response to all the bad publicity from that idiot who tweeted Cody about Sonny, calling him an explicitive uh, word, um, which is fine. You know, I mean, I didn't have a problem with Sonny coming out with the cheerleaders and the new outfit. The new music was kind of eh, but whatever. It was fine. Um, So they did tease the hell out of Tully Blanchard in the crowd. Um, Not only for this match, but for FTR as well. But we'll get into that later. Um. You know, just showing him sitting there talking about, you know, the horseman thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, is he scouting Cody or is he scouting uh, Sonny? You know, whatever. Um, the, uh, the the main thing, Cody was very aggressive at the start of this match, too. Um, Sonny Kiss, when he got on some offense, was a little aggressive as well. Um, JR did call it... Uh, fighter fest 2 on more than one occasion (laughs) 
um, which I thought was funny. He said it at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show, maybe a few more other times, but I caught him for sure at those two. Thought the match was really good. Lots of back and forth. Uh, lots of underlining things uh, in regards to future possible storylines with this horseman angle. Um, I think Cody did. Did Cody have a crossface on Sonny during this too, or was that oh. someone else that had a crossface later on? I forgot. Somebody had a crossface on somebody on the show. Actually, I think I think Cody did. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite interesting too. I don't think they called it a crossface though. So no. Um. Is it in Sonny? Did Sonny hit a crossroads on Cody, or did he attempt to do that? I forgot. I think he hit it. He did hit. Yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so because some people were complaining about that. I read, but um, no, I, I I thought it was really good though. A lot of back and forth action. He, he, Sonny Kiss showed showed his ass literally and figuratively. Um, he's a damn good worker. He really is, and um, he showed that he belongs. You know where he's at. Um, you know Cody does hit the crossroads one two three for the win, but it was really good. Um, you know he embraces Sonny post match. Um, interesting stuff though for sure. Um, there was something else I was gonna say I think here, but I forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Um, it was a good match. Um, I will say this. Um, I. Like I said on the, sh- the last show, we talked about the Sunny Kiss situation. I, 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 I get it. I did think the entrance was a little overkill. Like, this is a wrestling show. You know, it, it's not a burlesque or you know strip club show, or we're not on you know dancing with the stars or whatever you want to call it. Got nothing to yeah. do with nothing to do with you know anything. You know, and there are little kids watching. So yeah. there, there is a point to get in a little overkill with his character. Like, I get the entering stuff, but he's wearing pretty skimpy clothing and, and making a point to really, really dance aggressively. I think it was a little bit of overkill, and it was more so to shove in the face of the situation, which is fine. I just hope this isn't a consistent thing because I think that's something that could really upset fans yeah to to a point because that's not what they want to watch at wrestling shows i i i'll, I'll I, I admit that i mean there, yeah there's gimmicks and you accept the gimmicks and it is what it is and that's fine but when it's all said and done we want to you know it's it, it's not what we want to see on a non-stop basis you know so i, I do hope that they, they tone it down i was a little surprised that Joey wasn't with him. Um, yeah, I was going to say they didn't have Joey out there. Yeah. Um, Cody was aggressive. Yeah. Um, very aggressive. It was showing heel tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, just so much attention on, on, on Tully. Um, like, it always, as, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a thing where it's like a subtle thing with, with Tully. Oh, T- Tully's in the crowd to watch his match. But to show him just, what, three or four times, and it was just so obvious, you know, it's almost as if you're, like, just at this point expecting when is it going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, but it, it was a good match. I mean, obviously, Cody was going to win this. They gave 
Sonny and Cody what twenty minutes to you know have a good match and it was, and it, like I said it was a good match, just adding more fuel to the fire for the Horsemen. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that uh, yeah, like I said, I was surprised Janela was not out there with Sonny, but and I mean I agree with you. I mean yeah, people don't really. I shouldn't say people. I should say wrestling fans in general don't want to see that kind of stuff. And it's nothing to do with Sonny's sexual preference. It's just in general, they don't want to see uh, gimmick stuff being, you know, thrown in her face instead of actual in ring. But the one thing I will say, like I said, Sonny Kiss is a damn good wrestler. Uh, so in ring gimmick whatever the case may be if you know he goes out and he he wrestles the type of matches he did against Cody all the time I'd be okay with it Uh, one thing before we move on I've been hearing things about people making mention of him Um, I guess he was in Lucha Underground Uh, full disclosure I have never seen a single episode of Lucha Underground um, I don't think Lucha Underground is coming back anymore, but um, maybe I'll watch it at some point. But uh, they did make mention that while Sonny was in Lucha Underground, he was never as flamboyant as he is now and has been now in AEW. Um, somebody made you know, a comment that, well, maybe Lucha Underground would, didn't let him you know, do the stuff that AEW does, which could be, but I don't know. Um, you know, we, we watch wrestling, you and I, for wrestling. So if I see the in-ring, great. Other stuff, eh, is what it is. Um, so they showed a, the t-shirt for Fight for the Fallen. They ran down the card. Uh, Lucha Bros against FTR next. Um, now... The FTR comes out and they go to picture, or they, I think the match started and they went into my favorite picture in picture. <laughs> uh, they showed Tully again. <laughs> um, now, it looked like I, like during the commercial, or actually just before the uh, picture in picture, that uh, Dax had some blood on his chest, but I couldn't really see. When they came back, I did notice that like, he, I think it may be from the chops he got busted open from it, but he wasn't bleeding hard, but it was still noticeable. Yeah, it, it was the chops that did it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, um, was it Ray Phoenix that did that holy fucking diving DDT? Yeah. Wow. That spot was insane. Um... Did they also do a um, uh, like? Oh no, no, that was the Canadian Destroyer was last week, right? Yes, yes, ago. yes, yes. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, Ray Phoenix is just sick, man. I know Pentagon is is sick too, and everyone wants to see Pentagon get his you know singles push, but I want to see Ray Phoenix get one too. He's just fucking great. I think they both so, will down the line at some point, but. Yeah, I, I think so too. But uh, finish comes where he gets unmasked by Dax and gets the one, two, three. Uh, cheating heel tactic again. Um, 
you know, they made mention, oh, this is when in Mexico would be a disqualification, but it wasn't. So, um, I'll be honest with you, the match itself was okay. Um, I thought it would be much better than it was. Um, the spots were great, but it just seemed like it was just a spot fest. Um, the ending I liked because it was storytelling, but just like in ring itself with the match, I don't know. It just it didn't click for me. Um, Post match, it was great. Kenny comes out with the Bucks, and and then they, uh, you know, Kenny's got like beer to offer him or whatever, and they grab the beers and then they pour the beer onto Kenny's head, and it was like quite interesting to say the least. Some more teasing of stuff, but what do you think of the match and the segment and everything? Yeah, you know, you know, it was a good match. Um, I will say this real quick though. Dax put on his Twitter, um, dude, I don't give a, sh- a single shit. Oh, sorry, dude, I don't give a single nugget of shit about Lucha tra- tradition. If you're a tag team and you want to make money, you work with us and follow our lead. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming this was meant to happen, but then I kind of wonder maybe it wasn't. And- there was a moment where there was a fuck up in the match. I, I, that's hard to say if that actually happened because I feel like FTR would really dig themselves in in a grave in the in the locker room if they did that just to be an asshole. Um, yeah, because Lucha Brothers have a really good relationship, obviously, with you know the Bucks and Kenny, and so I think that would be a big mistake. But regardless, um, the match is very good. Tully's out there, obviously, just. More fuel to the fire. This is clearly going to involve FTR and Cody. It just it's going to happen. Um, I agree with you. The match it, it seemed like they were, didn't maybe didn't have the, the chemistry that I we maybe thought they were going to have. Yeah. Um, that could be it. Um, but yeah, it, like I said, it was a it, it was a good match. It was a good match. It wasn't what I expected, but you know it it, it yeah it, it was it was cool to see. FTR definitely not necessarily playing that, you know, nice guy position this week, kind of just being a dick. Yeah. Basically. Oh, the one thing I forgot to mention that when the Bucks showed up, because Butcher and Blade came out with Lucha Bros and FTR's truck, and they basically came up from behind Butcher and Blade, super kicked them, and FTR got their truck back. So <laughs> they yep, have the yep. truck. But it was funny because uh, – Cash went to start the truck before they went to commercial, and it seemed like it didn't start. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting interesting segment there. Um, yeah, you didn't really get to see all of Ray Phoenix's face, but you saw a little bit of it, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it was uh, necessarily uh, them going into business for themselves, but uh, I think it's all them trying to tease some stuff because there's also these rumors going on that they may not be sticking around in AEW, going to other places to win more belts and things like that. So we'll see what happens, though. Um... I will say this about <laughs> FTR, and this is no disrespect to F- FTR. I don't want to make it seem that way. Mm-hmm. I do think that their head's getting a little big. Um, I do think they're a good tag team. I don't think one of the, I don't think they're one of the top tag teams, mm. personally. Um, 
will they be able to be on, you know, if they went to Impact or New Japan or Ring of Honor and all that shit? Yes, they will, but I, like, here's my thing, like, you say, like, example, for example, like, you, you want to, um, like, on the Twitter thing where he's like, you know, oh, if you want to make money, you follow our lead. And I'm like, well, did you make a, did you really do a lot in WWE to garner that reputation? I don't think so. Yeah, you had a pretty decent run in, in NXT. But, you know, like, don't, like, th- don't come off like you're the young bucks. Or, you know, like, you're, you're, you're not the young bucks. You're not the Usos. You're not the New Day. You're not the Lucha Brothers, in my opinion. You're not even the North. Like, you are a good tag team. But, simmer down. A little bit, like you, like you know, like simmer down a little bit. Like, I don't think you've accomplished enough to get the ego that you have right. And I, and I think that's my issue. It's not necessarily Cash doing the talking; it's Dash consistently. And I've said it many times. I think Cash is actually the better prospect between the two, in my personal opinion. But that's my opinion. But regardless, like I said, it's just I do think they need to simmer down a little bit with their egos. But that, that, that's me. Okay. Uh, now, was Taz out for this match, or was he only out for the first match? Uh, no, I think he was there until um, the next segment. Yes. Okay. So the next segment from from here on out now now up until this point, the show was good. Don't get me wrong. But from here on out, when this happened till the end of the show, oh my God. I love Chris Jericho. The man has entertained me for well over 20 years now. Not just in pro wrestling, but in the music industry, on podcasts, on reality TV shows, on, uh, you know, being a guest DJ in, in the music industry. I mean, writing, being an author, writing books. I mean, every single form of entertainment that you can think of that this man has done, he has entertained me. And I'm going to go through all of this. I'm going to say a bunch of good stuff from here on out. But the one thing I will say before I go into it is I, I realized, I realized beyond a shadow of a doubt from here on out, that my favorite wrestler is Chris Jericho. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Jericho comes out with uh, Santana Ortiz and Hager. Uh, Ortiz is wearing his Inner Circle shirt. Uh, no mention of Inner Circle up, you know, yet at this point. They did make mention of him later. But... Um, Jericho and Hager had uh, half gallons of OJ, and uh, the uh, was it Ortiz had like a he had a little like something he was sipping out of, but um, basically he cuts this this uh, promo um, 
on the match with uh, Orange from last week, but he, uh, let's see here. Oh, they mentioned that Hager was back from his suspension. I completely forgot how long they said it was, <laughs> but I guess it was only a week. Um, but they did mention he was going to be, Jericho was going to be on commentator, uh, commentating later. Taz is in the back now. Uh, yeah, I did write two man, but okay, you're right. Taz was out there for the tag match. Um, I don't know if you caught this or not, but Jericho's mic sounded weird at first. I didn't notice it. Yeah, it sounded a little muffled, like weird, but it was fine. Uh, and he's like saying all this stuff about Orange being a uh, rematch. He goes, no, not going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Then he starts talking about the ratings. And, like, you know, Tony Khan made a big deal about it. He basically went into, like, it's the demographic that the networks care about more so than the overall. Yes, you want the overall, but it's more the demos. Jericho proceeds to start talking about that and saying that he's never he's never lost a segment where you know as far as the demographic goes, where he's in it, and he is now a demo god. <laughs> and yes, you can buy the shirts. At awshop.com slash prowrestlingtees.com, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, so, Orange shows up. Um, he basically is standing uh, in the, you know, by where the, the stands where the fans are. And all, you know, Jericho's going back and forth with the mic, blah, 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 whatever. Orange you know, raises his arm up, gives him the thumbs up, you know, it's the half thumb. And we get the DX sliming the spirit, spirit Squad segment, except it's orange juice and orange beetles falling from the sky, uh, coming down in the middle of the ring on the inner circle, and Jericho was completely soaked in OJ. Uh, Ortiz is slipping, falling, flopping back and forth in the rain. Jericho called him an idiot, told him to get up. Somebody throws him a towel. And, of course, it's Orange Cassidy on the front of the towel. So Hager's like, don't use the towel. Don't use it. He looks at it, and then they go to commercial. Fucking hilarious segment. Yes, people are like, oh, but it's WWE did that before, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they did. But guess what? There's a huge difference, and it's this is not me bashing WWE. Was I entertained back in 06 when DX did it to Spirit Squad or whenever it was? Eh, mildly. Was I completely entertained when I saw this happen? Yes. Slime, OJ, completely different. Slime is not really affiliated with the DX gimmick, although they're green, whatever. Orange Cassidy is fucking orange, right? Orange juice is his thing. It was fucking hilarious. Jericho made that segment. Ortiz made that segment. I fucking loved it. What did you think? Yeah, it, it was funny. I, I will say this. The, um, the the big difference between the DX thing and um, the this one is when they did the DX thing, they were going up against Spirit Squad. And you have, you know, Triple H is still in his prime. Some Michael is basically at the end of his run. 
And it's back to a point, obviously, where they just decide to bring back the act. It's almost like once every two years, and it's such overkill. And they're feuding with the Spirit Squad, who aren't necessarily the future of the company, even though Kenny Dykstra, where they had some hope in him, um, which didn't end up, obviously nothing really ended up happening with him, unfortunately, which kind of sucks, because I think he did have potential. Um, there's a difference, because that's what this is. Jericho's thing now is Jericho has almost single-handedly made Orange Cassidy the future of this company. As fucked up as it is to think about it, if he would have said this a year ago, I probably would have been like, no fucking chance in hell. But it's it's tough not to say that Orange Cassidy is probably the future face of this company. Like, I mean, and I really mean that. Like, he is a fucking star right now. Like, he's, like, I mean, honestly, like, he's got to be the top fucking face on the, got to be the top fucking face on the show right now. I would almost actually put him ahead of Moxley at this point. I mean, I don't have Moxley in the belt, but just in terms of popularity, how over fucking Orange Cassidy is, like, holy shit. And then Jericho's fucking a god, you know, just everything he fucking does, like, You know, like Ortiz, something. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know, he got he got overkill for a second there, but it, yeah, it was funny. Um, th- they're right though with demographics. Like people are, are, are looking at the numbers and this and that. And by the way, they fucking slaughtered them. Yes, they did. By like I think almost two hundred thousand. It was fucking close. And yeah, um, yeah, the demographics matter because AEW. I mean, it sounds bad, but they don't want to appeal to to, the, to to a younger audience. Right. They want the eighteen to forty nine range of the people that are like, you know, old school wrestling fans go to Starcast, go to these conventions, who are, watch a show religiously because you know that's what they do. It's not the audience. It's the people that go basically go to pro wrestling TVs essentially. Like those. That's the people they want to attract. That's the reason they're in business. Like, they don't want to attract kids. Because right. then you have to do the PG shit. Because if you do anything out of control, parents, you know, reported to the fucking, you know, um, network and this and that. They don't want that. They, they, they don't want children necessarily. Are they against having children there and watching? No. But that's not what it's geared towards. It's not about anything of the show's geared towards. But they have swearing and violence and you know, everything. That's just what they're about. Like, so I'll give them credit. Like, they, in their eyes, they're like, fuck it. We'll take the 18 to 49 range all day. You can have the fucking, you know, 1 to 17 range all all fucking day. Like, go for it. That's all you. And WWE seems to be pretty okay with it. I mean, despite having a fucking pay-per-view called the horror show, which, you know, makes you question... You know, or are you PG? You know, like it's a, they, they do shit like that. But yeah, man, it's it's an interesting situation. But uh, I give them credit. It, it was it was a good segment, though. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a PG horror show, which is not really much of a horror show. I wouldn't anyway. even say that, though. I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even say that. I really? anything. I mean, Christ's sake, you have a, a match called an eye for an eye with the actual rulings of the match is you have to rip the other person's fucking eyeball out. Like, think about that for a minute. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat that to be PG. You know, like, 
Very true. And I'm Very actually kind of shocked to be out to do. I'm shocked that WWE even allowed a match like that because of backlash. Like, now, what if a fucking two kids have a match like that? Yeah. Like, is that, I, and I'm not even saying this to be like a, a, worry, a worry work, but like, if you think about it from a, a serious matter, like, it's been known, kids have been known to copy wrestling, backyard wrestling, all that shit. They do, they, they've done stupid shit over the years. And mm-hmm. it is kind of risky to do a move like that, I will say. But regardless, not to get on that right now, but um, yeah, good shit. Jericho's awesome. By the way, you sound like you're uh, doing the show from inside a suitcase right now. <laughs> oh, do I? Yeah, a little bit. Can you hear me, though? <laughs> oh, I can hear you, yeah. A little muffled, and I hear zippers in the background, but it's okay. <laughs> I think my, At least it sounds like zippers. I think my headset's fucked up. Anyway, continue, though. There you go. Now I can hear you better. All right. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, Jurassic Express were in the back doing a little promo. It was kind of funny. And then they come out, Jericho. (laughs) He's on commentary. I don't even know what he said. I didn't even write it all down. I just know it was hilarious. All I wrote was, he is a fucking god. Because he is. Uh, Then we do uh, Jurassic Express against the Elites. Uh... Jericho did mention Inner Circle. Uh, match, I thought, was great. Uh, they did show Hainman in the back drinking, and then FTR shows up a little bit later, and they looks like they were drinking with him. Jericho is gold. Picture in picture is coming. Uh, Jericho, JR, and Excalibur were amazing together uh, tonight, I believe, or that night, I believe. Uh, and they, they, so they make me like a three-man booth, which is it's just true. Uh, I have never been a fan of a three-man booth in any promotion. Uh, this tonight or that night, not in general, because I, mean, I don't I don't think I I don't think they could do it all the time like that. But give it to us, you know, every once in a while like that, and it's fucking gold. Um. I love the psychology of the Terminator dive that Kenny tried doing, or that he did, rather, because the Bucks, basically, I forgot was one of the members of Jurassic Express, but they actually were on the outside holding him up for Kenny to do the dive instead of the usual everybody's around, you know, that's just get together so they can do the move thing that Bully Ray always mentions on Busted Open that he hates. And I actually agree with because I'm tired of seeing that shit. But um, I did like that they, they actually did it that way and it, it made it look much better. Uh, yeah, now FTR showed up and joined Heyman for drinking. Um, so Excalibur had a Byron Sexton a Sexton moment there, but he did it better. I think Jer- and Jericho had a Corey Graves moment, but he did it better. <laughs> Jericho fucking rules. Uh, I think it was something to the effect of Jericho telling uh, they're saying that J- him and JR were, were drinking buddies, and Excalibur's like, can I come? And Jericho's like, no! It was fucking hilarious. It's the shit Corey and, and Sexton used to do all the time to each other and it was, and Bobby Heenan and Gorilla, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's fucking gold. Um, so, <laughs> and then he mentioned, <laughs> he was talking about the referee, slow counting 
bald-looking dummy. As I think it was the Garth Brooks song. Oh, my God, dude. It was just all the shit he said was just fucking hilarious. And then he goes on about the Tiger Driver 98. And Excalibur's trying to explain it. Jerk was like, you were five. <laughs> he goes, I was 18, actually. Uh, oh, and then Marco hit a fucking destroyer, which was like off the back of Luchasaurus, which is insane. Uh, and then Marco just got destroyed by a one-winged angel, one, two, three. Great fucking match. I thought it was better than the FTR and Luchasaurus match, or uh, FTR and Lucha Bros match, rather. Um, and then post-match, this is where it gets interesting. And now you mentioned something to me um, that you wanted to give me credit for booking, and I didn't, I, I didn't want you to tell me what it was. <clears throat> I'm thinking this may have been it. Tell me if I'm right or wrong when I get there or when I'm done. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kenny starts <clears throat> attacking Marco after the match, just beating the shit out of him. And the Bucks stop him. And then he's like sitting in the corner. He's got this devious, evil smile on his face. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And he gets up and he starts trying to apologize to him, saying, it was, you know, it's a, it's a match. It's a match. Lucha Swords is like, yeah, but that was after the match. But I loved the whole fucking segment from from the commentary to the match being amazing the in-ring the fucking psychology of the dive the at the post-match teasing of kenny possibly bringing back the cleaner heel turn all of it even like the ftr and hangman shit like horseman like all of it in this segment was just fucking golden it was by far and i loved everything but it was by far my favorite match on this card and it was my favorite segment uh of the show and i'll even go one step further yes i haven't seen anything else this week in wrestling but it so far is my absolute favorite thing in pro wrestling for this week what did you think and was that it (laughs) it was it was part of it well it was part it was part of the segment because there's two parts that I, i gave you credit for um okay the first part is the FTR and Hangman thing. Because you did make a point to mention about Hangman joining the Horsemen. And I think we saw um, the beginning of that. And I, Tony Khan, actually, yeah, it was Tony Khan, I believe. that. Wait, it was either Tony or Cody that recently did an interview about the four Horsemen. And, and made a point, actually, I think it was Cody, and said that, Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, something about will we see our incarnation of, of the Horsemen in AEW? And maybe it was Tony. But regardless, they were like, you know, oh, that'd be awesome to have the Four Horsemen in AEW. But I don't necessarily think it would be called the Four Horsemen. It would be similar to how Evolution did it. Evolution was essentially the Four Horsemen, but called a different name. And now I'm thinking about it. I think there's going to be five of them. I, I think it's going to be FTR. It's going to be Cody, Spears. And I, I, I think it's going to be Hangman now. And I think they showed they showed the beginning of that um, tonight. Or, uh, sorry, on Wednesday. That night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to where it's going. I, I, mean, um, f- I mean, five horsemen. Maybe I'm mean, trying to think of how the how how they like the Horseman Five. I don't know how they would call it, but 
you know, if you think about it from a gimmick standpoint, I mean, you do have Hangman Adam Page. He comes out on a horse. I mean, it would make some sense. And I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing for him to basically be the Randy Orton of the group. The you know, Barry Wyndham of the group. Well, <laughs> I, well, I'm using evolution as a as a as a well, yeah, as a standpoint, right, right. but um, and kind of learn from Cody to be you know a, a top guy. I think that's a possibility. Um, that yeah. the actual match itself is great. They have both teams have really good chemistry together. Um, obviously the elite though, and you know, so did Jurassic Park or Express. Um, <laughs> you know, it. I like the, the Kenny thing was the other thing, but I I do like the Kenny thing a lot, and I like it because if it's the cleaner route, he doesn't need to be in any groups, and and I think that's the focal point here is that he doesn't need these groups to be successful. And I think that's where this is going to go. Um, it makes sense if they're doing the, the way I look at it is this. Now, if you're looking from a heel standpoint and all this, not everything going on, like you clearly have, you know, you have orange Cassidy, you have Mox, you have another guy who returns later in the show. Um, Kind of, you know, as the the faces right now, it looks like, you know, the, the singles faces, faces. You can include Cody to an extent, but I think that's changing. Um, it, it's smart to do this with with Kenny with uh, Omega. I, I my only concern is what this brings for Hangman and him because they're going to turn on each other at some point. But if you have Kenny going the cl- now, I think the way this could actually happen is you can as- almost essentially turn Kenny heel by Hangman turning on him, where he just you know slowly these 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 weeks go in and out, you know, and he loses it after these matches, and finally Hangman just finally is is a, is it fed up with the situation and you know attacks Kenny and it essentially turns Kenny. In- into the cleaner you know i think that's a possibility i'm curious as to where this goes um but yeah i like it i I definitely see the five horsemen growing here and i and i see the return of the cleaner and if it's a return of the cleaner dye that fucking hair come out with that leather jacket and shades be that be that arrogant fucking asshole that you 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 can be and I think that belt will be around him very fast, but that's that's my opinion. So I'm gonna go one step further here. Um, I know that I have in recent shows brought up different possible scenarios for who these four people or five or however many, uh, how the group will come together, who will be in it, whatever the case may be. Um, <laughs> It'd be something if AEW is completely swerving us all and nothing happens, but I doubt that's going to happen because they'd probably lose some fans if that happened. Um, I like how they're making it obvious that there's something happening and it's involving some people, but 
they're leaving possibilities open as to who these people are, how it can happen, and all this stuff. Yes, FTR going to Hainman and sitting down and talking to him and all that while he's drinking whatever, making it seem it's one way, then at the same time, basically, Kenny's doing this cleaner thing. I don't know, man. I, I like intrigue, and I like being kept guessing, and I like not knowing. I like unpredictability. I, I, I'm happy that there, it seems that we're, you know, it, it's predictable in the sense that we know we're getting a group. We just don't know how it's coming together yet and who's all going to be a part of it. I could, I could actually see all different possibilities with this. I see Cody, I see Hainman, I see Kenny, I see FTR, I see Spears, I see all of it, pretty much. Not all of them together, because I think that whoever it ends up being is going to involve all of these people, but as to who it is and what actually happens, we just have to wait and see. Um, another thing that somebody brought up to me that makes perfect sense is that I don't think they want to have anybody actually turn on anybody yet until they can do it in front of a live crowd because of the reaction that they get from it. That being said... I don't think we're getting any live crowds until 2021. Does that mean this angle is shelved until then? I doubt it because they've already put the balls in motion unless they have a longer plan that we just have to wait and see. Of course, if they do that, gets into dangerous staying NWO Hogan territory that we don't want to go by. But We'll see, man. I just, I love it. I love all the possibilities. I love everybody involved in it, too, so that helps. But I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go next, for sure. Um, um, I got, yeah, go I, ahead. Real, I will say this. Um, I don't think they're holding off too much longer. I think this is gearing towards all out um, for a couple matches. Um, another possibility here is also, and I thought about this too, is let's just say, uh, let's say FTR wins the tag team belts from Kenny and Hangman. And after the match, Hangman, you know, shakes FTR's hands or whatever, and, and Kenny, you know, doesn't. And then, you know, Hangman's kind of looking at Kenny like, you know, what the hell? Like, come on, man. You know, just just do it. They beat us, blah, blah, blah. And then FTR turns on Hangman. Mm-hmm. In front of Kenny's face, mm-hmm. Kenny just walks out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't put Kenny with the horseman, right. but, but it shows Kenny doesn't give a shit and it's his heel side. You keep you put Hangman as a face, and now you have Hangman and and Kenny at at all out, and I think that's uh, that's a possibility. I I, th- I think all out obviously is their is their is their big show. I think 
you're going to see their biggest matches. I think we kind of have an idea what the main event's going to be already, unless something happens in the next couple of weeks. But um, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, I'm I I'm thinking all out's going to be Omega and Page. I think it's going to be FTR with the belts against the Bucks, and I think. I'm not sure Cody's going to be doing, but I, I think we're going to see the formation of, of of the Horsemen at 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 All Out. And I'm telling you right now, like you keep seeing Tully, at some point here, Sean Spears is going to get involved in one of Kenny or one of Cody's matches and help him. And Cody's going to turn and kind of look at him like, okay, like you know, kind of like question him. But then we'll find out later what you know. I think that we. I think you'll see something like that soon. But anyway, what if we get Cody and MJF at All Out? Yeah. Yeah. And but... What if in What if in that match is where Spears helps him, or in a match before that Spears helps him, and at All Out it seems like he's going to help him, but then he turns on him. I know you you still think Cody's going to be a part of this group, which he might be, but I, I think I, don't he, I know. think I think it, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I, I really do. I, I think I don't know. I don't know who we're going to see Cody fight at all out for the TNT title. I, I don't. It's tough to say, but if he's going the heel route, where he's kind of has been, it, it it's a possibility. It could be his brother. It could be, you know, Tillman. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, we'll see, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Man. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's so, so many possibilities. That's why I love it. I absolutely love it. And this Hell, is... I, I could even come up with a scenario where it's not FTR that's in the group. It's Kenny and Hainman. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll get there. It'll yeah. be interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, and see, this has been the good thing about wrestling with the these other promotions that are not WWE. You know, Impact has kept everybody interested in, with everything happening at Slammiversary and now all the intrigue. And then, you know, obviously, uh, AEW has been doing it with the Four Horsemen and, and, and so forth. And it's so this is what we need in wrestling. It's not these bizarre gimmick matches that are just no one gives a shit about. But that's another fucking situation. But anyway, um, yeah. All right, so moving right along, uh, they did an interview with Sheeta in the back. Uh, it seemed like she was kind of doing an open challenge. Uh, now, they may mention that four of the five top challengers are out due to various reasons. Um, I had to think about that. So four of the five are out. So Britt, obviously, is out. Um, who are the other three, though? Probably oh swole is suspended, but is swole not even on that list? Probably I, I would I would say um, Statlander, Statlander. I would say um, Penelope. Is Penelope on that? Penelope's out though. I thought because she was there, wasn't she? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Oh well, whatever it is what it is. Just made me go. Hmm. Uh. So then they showed a uh, 
promo from Mox from earlier, it looked like he was wearing a Jimmy Havoc shirt at first. So I was like, Yeah, I, I thought he was too. It's Danny Havoc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even know who Danny Havoc was. So I did some research after they mentioned it, but that sucks. Um, R.I.P. Danny Havoc. But um, <laughs> I love that he mentioned enjoy the hospital at the end. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Britt, speaking of Britt, <laughs> gave Jericho a towel. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made mention of Keith Richards, Sticky Fingers. I don't know. Then they keep showing the replay Excaliburs, like the, the demo god. Oh my god, dude. And they, they gave me a Smoky Mountain reference, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so then we have the Nightmare Sisters out with Dustin Rhodes um, against Kenzie Page and uh, the debuting MJ Jenkins. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see her. I, I know she was also a she was a talent that was released, but it was an NXT contract, so uh, that's why she was able to uh, be on this show. She had the blonde hair, which was a nice new touch for her. Looks like she put on uh, a little bit of muscle too uh, since the last time I saw her. But uh, it was a quick match, whatever. Um, uh, Ellie uh, basically. And MJ for the one, two, three. Uh, I don't know. I, I, MJ obviously, I don't think has been signed by uh, AEW, but at least you know she got on uh, Dynamite and had a match. Uh, now somebody pointed out to me that this is Allie's third different gimmick in eight months <laughs> with this company. That's kind of weird, huh? It is. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, QT, uh, like DDP mentioned on his uh, uh, his uh, YouTube, talking about um, the COVID shit that you know he, I believe that um, QT did test positive for it, so that's why he hasn't been around. Hopefully, QT get better soon. But um, I don't know. What do you think of this? It was really short didn't really matter right yeah it's yeah it's fine I, 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 I get it. it it was it was fine yeah um then dash is in the rain and out comes nyla uh brits was there when i wrote lol jericho jericho probably made mention of something but oh but Nyla's like, yeah, I'm going to let my manager speak for herself. And, and out comes Vicky, Vicky Guerrero, which is kind of predictable. But it was cool. It's cool to see her come out. She's got music that says, excuse me, which is hilarious. And I think it was Jericho saying, Vicky! <laughs> I think he said it like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I thought it was good. That was a good promo by Vicky. You know, it's uh, I don't necessarily think Nyla needs a manager, but, you know, um, I don't think it's uh, going to hurt her, and I don't think Vicky will uh, overshadow her in the same vein that people are concerned about Taz overshadowing Cage and you know Jake overshadowing Lance Archer. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously predictable. It was going to be her. Um, I think we all kind of figured that. Um yeah. Uh, I'm okay, I'm okay with. It. I do think she needs a mouthpiece because I don't think she's strong enough by herself on the mic. Um, I think she kind of has that Nia Jax situation. Um, but 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with this. I mean, I think she's going to get the belt here soon until they kind of need to. I, I feel as if they're just doing this stuff until obviously Britt's first match back is going to be against Big Swole. Um, yeah. But, but I, I do see Britt having that belt before the, the year's over. Um, yeah. Depending on how, how her injury goes. So I'm just curious as to where they're going with everything. I don't... I know they're hell-bent on getting people to in, like Nyla, but I just don't think they're grasping on her. And it's... Yeah. I, I just... And I don't necessarily know if they're going to. I think... There is a certain amount, and this once again, this is no disrespect to anybody, but there is a certain amount of they don't care to see her in these matches because of her gender. And I feel like that's the issue. I think people, or in a lot of people's opinions, she is fighting women. And it's like kind of like, okay, this is giving you an unfair advantage, you know, kind of. And it's, it's tough to say. I just don't see her ever getting to the point where she's going to be over like they hope she is. And I, yeah, and I think that's I the mean, issue. I mean, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's kind of along the same lines as Sunny Kiss. And, and, and I don't know if I've shared this story on this show or not. It's a very short one, but I think I'm sure I told you about it. But at All Out, um, or All In, rather, uh, or no, all out, right? All out. I keep getting those two fucking mixed up. All out. Uh, all in was the first one. And all out. Um, me and my buddy, you know, we had uh, decent seats on the hard camera side, whatever. But we had this obnoxious, and he was next to my buddy. I felt bad for him because you know I was you know on the other side, but uh, I felt bad for him because uh, this obnoxious drunken idiot. When Nyla was out there for the battle royal, the whole fucking time, this guy's just yelling out, "Shoots a man! That's a man!" You know, just keep is just fucking ridiculous, right? I like it's one thing if you don't get it or you don't want to get it because, like you just said, you know, she's fighting women, blah blah blah. But it's another thing to be, you know, openly you know, against somebody because of their gender, because of their race, religion, politics, whatever. And, like, that, I mean, yeah, the guy was struck, but it's not an excuse, you know? I mean, the lady behind us, like, threatened to call security if he didn't stop drinking, which he did, and then he, the dude fucking had a seizure or some shit or passed out, and, I don't know, it was weird. He was fine, then after the rest of the show, he didn't fucking say anything, but he was just weird situation and I, I just I hate hearing that shit you know because I, I, I personally I've met Nyla Rose I met her at C2E2 and um, you know nice very nice person uh, very nice girl and uh, you know I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the second match that she had with uh, Rio I did not enjoy the first match they had um I also enjoyed the match with with uh, Sheeta. Uh, I also enjoyed her <clears throat> on the mic backstage segment. I think it was on the Go Home Dynamite for for um, 
double or nothing when uh, she was in the back and was like, found her kendo stick, bitch. And she smacked her with the kendo stick. And it was, uh, that was hilarious. You know, that's why I go back to my comment earlier, but I don't think she needs a manager. But um, at the same time, I like Vicky Guerrero. And I think Vicky Guerrero can add to, to this. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully maybe this will um, put her in a different light. Maybe Vicky will end up costing her the title and she'll, you know, turn face or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but yeah, we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Excuse me there. Um, any thoughts on that before I move on or the only thing is, well, the only thing is like, I, I will say this and it's got nothing. To, I've never been a fan of, um, intergender matches. I'm just, I don't like them. I even as big a fan of, yeah. as big a fan of Tessa as I am, I wasn't happy that she was fighting guys. I just, I think there is a separation. I think it needs to stay that way because of, you know, the believability, the believability, and the you know the reception, the, 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 the reception that you 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 get from men attacking women, and it just doesn't look good. And yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, like like I said, if, if, as long as it's not attacking a person because of their gender or more or less you just don't like it because it's not your thing because and you gave the perfect reason for it and like booker t gave that reason too you know uh months ago and and i'll be honest with you i am was right there with you and i kind of for the most part still am um there are certain situations though if it's right to see and i know we mentioned this before on the show but if it if, if i feel that it's it's booked properly if it's right to see such as sammy and tessa um the first time i thought was phenomenal the second time i thought was a little forced and they gave her the ball it was what it was but i thought their first match they had at slammiversary a year ago was awesome I heard so many good things about it. I had not really seen a whole lot of Impact up to that point. Started watching that. Started watching Impact again uh, from that point. And now I'm going to have to be doing it again for the fifth time. But regardless. Um, another example, the whole Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim, which seems like they've completely moved off from that now. But I would have loved to have seen an actual intergender match, but it's WWE, so they are what they are. But Candice and Joey Ryan, back from back in the day, the inter- intergender stuff, I love seeing that. When they were a tag team and they wrestled the Bucks and Candice got her face busted open, granted, okay, yeah, there's certain things about violence, men versus women, but if you're watching a wrestling match and you know it's a wrestling match, her face getting busted open, I think it was the hard way. I don't think it was supposed to happen. But regardless, I mean, Candice is one tough bitch. <laughs> and I mean that with all the respect in the world. I'm not calling you a bitch, Candice, if, if you're listening to this. I love you. You're one of my favorite workers. But you are one tough cookie, for sure. Um, but just certain situations like that. Like, when it comes to, and I'm going to throw this way back, WrestleMania six with fucking Dusty and Sapphire against Sherry and Savage. Eh, I could have lived without that. But I think it, that was more that was uh, not intergender as much as that was just a mixed tag, right? Because I don't think WWE's ever done intergender, have they? Even in the Attitude Era. Uh, no, that's not true. They've done inter- They've done it. Inter- oh, inter- yeah, gender. I guess. China. Yeah, you're right. China winning the IC belt. Yeah, uh, I forgot. <laughs> I want to say there was at least and, there was at least one or two more also. And women in the Royal Rumble, but that's the Royal Rumble. I mean, just mean you know mixed like intergender tag teams or yeah. No, you're right. You're probably right on that. But 
anyway. Anyway, anything else, or can we move on and finish this up? <laughs> yeah, no, we can move on. All right. So uh, they basically ran down the card for next week, which um, sounds like it's another packed show. We got Cody defending the TNT title. Didn't say who yet. There's rumors that it's going to be Warhorse, Jake Parnell. Um, funny story. I've seen Warhorse at Warrior Wrestling. Didn't know that was Jake Parnell until recently because I've seen Jake Parnell at other indie shows and I did not know that was him because he doesn't look anything like he did before. Um, any comments on that? Oh no, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see, definitely. Yeah, I would like to see that. You know, War Horse Horseman. You know, whatever. And he's going to be a part of it, but still. But those are the, but those are the subtle hints that they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Let's see here. We got uh, what does that say? <laughs> uh, oh, Diamante against uh, Eva Lise. So Eva Lise making her AEW debut. Uh, remember her from back in the day on uh, what was it, Tough Enough? I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then I think she had a cup of coffee in Impact or something, or Ring of Honor, or one of those. I forgot which. Uh, MJF with Wardlow will be in action. Uh, the Bucks against Butcher and the Blade in a fall. Butcher and Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, and what was it? Um, Painman was going to be wrestling somebody. Oh, five with Brody Lee. Yes, that's that's what I said. Five of the uh, Dark Order. Uh, and then uh, Jericho and Jake Hager against Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. I think that'll probably be the main event. But Well, actually, no, probably the TNT title will be the main event. But, uh, yeah, sounds like it's a good card for next week. Uh, any thoughts on any of the other matches, or are we good? For, for next week? Yeah. Uh, it's a good card. It's kind of a weak card, though I think. But it, I mean, it's we'll see, we'll see. Well, I'm I'm curious. You know, it, yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting. Not as stacked as the last three weeks, but yeah, know, it's still decent, though. Yeah, I think. Uh, all right, so main event time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my oh yeah, then I realized it was a Danny Havoc shirt. Um, uh, and I did my research on that. Jericho, I thought, did an excellent job on commentary during this match as an actual commentator. Uh, yeah, he mixed in the comedy bit stuff, too. But I thought he really you know, nailed it on certain things. Um, he kind of reminded me a little bit <clears throat> of... Uh, the Bobby Heenan, Roddy Piper, it's a kilt, it's a skirt, Royal Rumble 92 stuff going back and forth a little, um, you know, talking about the JR hotline and JR telling the girl and JR drops Thursday and Jericho just says, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was just funny shit, you know, but it was for the most part, he was trying to be a serious commentary during this match, which I liked, you know. Um, he, he was doing that back and forth with the, the elite against Jurassic Express too, calling cer- certain people his favorite wrestler. Like he, I think he called Nick Jackson his favorite wrestler, and then he called Kenny his favorite wrestler when he was beating up Marco, and it's it was funny stuff. But um, match itself, though, I thought was was okay. Um, 
they they teased another thing I forgot to mention in Mox's promo. He teased uh, going after Cage's uh, arm that he had the surgery on, which why he was out for a while and delayed his uh, Dynamite debut. Um, I noticed Mox had like a, like a little hole in in his uh, pants by one of his knees. I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, I I don't recall. No, yeah, whatever. Just a little thing I noticed. And then they mentioned uh, playoff rules for the world title match because they were, you know, uh, on edge with certain things like possible DQs or whatever. Then they went to a picture in picture, which was lovely. Uh, then he, I think he made, he saw Pineapple Pete and made a made a, made a Pineapple Pete reference. Uh, I said ouch for something, but I forgot why I said that now. Uh, Cage kicked out of the. Uh, 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 what does he call his DDT now? Paradigm shift. That's right. Uh, so the ending comes. I didn't see it coming, but it made sense. I know you may mention that uh, to me too. Uh, basically, it was it was Mox putting the submission on Cage's arm. It looked like he was going to rip it off, and Taz was like going back and forth, back and forth, and then he throws the towel in because he had his orange towel there, basically saving Cage from, from injury. And Moxley wins by forfeit, I guess, or forfeit, but whatever you call it, I guess, throwing in the towel. Um, so we had talked and guessed and pretty much thought that Darby Allen was going to cost Cage the match. Well, didn't cost him the match, but post-match, uh, Cage starts attacking Mox, and I'm first thought in my head was okay. Well, I guess we're getting our, our rematch it all out. And the lights go out. They come back on, and here comes Darby with his skateboard, doing a skateboard shot on Cage. And basically, Cage, you know, goes, you know, away with with Taz trying to lead him away, and he's trying to come back. Taz is trying to hold him back. Darby and uh, Mox are in the rain. You know, they're just kind of. Uh, Standing there, uh, JIJR said Fighter Fest 2 again. Uh, <laughs> the best line of the night to close it out, and then we'll get into our, our thoughts about uh, that match. Jericho said, I'm covered in orange juice, Jim. <laughs> and then JR goes, Jesus, you stink, LOL. End of show. So, uh, yeah, while Darby did not cost Cage the match, which I, I, I get why they he didn't, and I'm okay. At least I think this is where they're going, and I think this makes more sense, and I think it also uh, kind of tying into what you said earlier about the tag team title scene. My whole thing was, oh, it'll be a three-way. I don't think they're going to do a three-way for the tag belts, because now I think we're getting a three-way for the world title belt with Darby and Mox and Gage. What do you think of the segment? What do you think of the prediction? What do you think? <laughs> um, I wasn't... Okay, so the match itself, I wasn't a huge fan of the match. I thought the match was kind of weak. Um, yeah. it, was, it was okay. I don't know... It, Brian Cage didn't look good in this match, in my opinion. I don't know why there was something off about him in this match, and I wasn't. I don't know. It was it was awkward for him. Um, the finish is fine. They're kind of. I don't know if this is smart, but they're teasing uh, dissension between Cage and and Taz now on social media, um, saying that 
Cage doesn't need him, and you know, so I don't know what that is about, um, or what that's what the reason behind that is. Um, the finish, uh, you know, but the Darby Allen obviously come back. You know, he's obviously, like I said earlier, he's Darby's one of their top young stars, uh, at least on the on the face side, and it's smart. If you want to build a star, and especially a guy that's not a huge guy, he's not. You put him in the ring against a beast like Cage and another pretty big guy like Mox, and you let him have a fucking good match. And I think that's what the whole point of adding Darby to this is, to keep building him, and uh, which is smart. Um, I do think this is a, a three-way. Um what this does also is it allows Mox. I don't see Mox losing this regardless at all out. I, I, don't, I don't think they're, I don't think the belt's going on Darby or cage, but it allows Mox to win the match without ha- without pinning cage. And it True. keeps cage unbeatable in, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Cody or it's going to be Omega that take, takes the belt off of Mox. And I yeah. only think it's going to be one of those two. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It should be an interesting match. Like I said, I think they have a an outline of what the matches are going to be at All Out. I think actually, you know, you have this triple threat. You have, I think, as I told you earlier, I think it's going to be FTR and Bucks with the titles involved. I think it's going to be Kenny and uh, Hangman. I think we're going to see Cassidy and Jericho Part 2 in some stipulation match. I, I can see a cage or something with these two um, where the inner circle is not going to get involved. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, good show. Predictable ending. Mox is still fucking over shit. I mean, he's still he's still their franchise guy other than Jericho. So, it's yeah, it's good. I'm curious where they're going with a lot of the stuff. I, I think I I think we kind of know the direction for a lot of things, but the, the good thing about AEW is they do tend to switch shit up when you least ex- expect it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people I saw on social media were uh, really upset with the the finish of this match. Like, oh, they're built for Cage for him to lose by throwing in the towel. You know, I, I, I get it. You know, but at the same time, it's a show, it's a title match that's on a free TV. Did you really think Cage was going to win? I mean, I know I didn't, and I know you didn't. I mean, there was the only time that we did was when this COVID stuff came up with, with him and Renee, but apparently that's all taken care of now and we're good to go. Um, but. You know, I mean, from from Jump Street, we were just like, no, Cage ain't going to win that. And as soon as he won the the number one contendership in the ladder match, we're like, yeah, no, he ain't going to win it. Because, and, and, you know, you don't debut a guy and have him win a belt like that. It just doesn't happen, you know. Um, even, like, like, the closest thing to that, I'd say, would be Vader and Sting maybe from great American bash 92, but even then Vader had already been in WCW. Uh, he hadn't been a main event guy, 
but he had been there, you know. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, and people know, like I said, people know who Cage is, but they're they're not. They weren't. He wasn't going to win that belt. So everybody getting upset about that. It's just like, come on, just chill, you know. If you're upset about that, go watch Extreme Rules Horror Show. <laughs> well, I don't think. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that he was ever going to lose his belt, but. I also was kind of, in my opinion, I think I've said this before, I don't think Cage, like, uh, okay, Jericho's been the champion, Mox has been the champion. I don't anticipate it being, I I would be surprised if the next champion isn't another one of their main guys, like Cody or or, or Kenny. Um, I just, I I don't see it. I, I don't. And I don't see them putting the belt on, on one of their young stars yet. And by young stars, I say Darby, MJF, and, and Orange Cassidy. I don't see the belt going on one of those guys anytime soon. So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Kenny. And I can, actually I can I can add Hangman to that list too. But uh, I I I, guess, I can see it being Kenny or Cody. It's just yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it should be um, quite interesting, to say the least. I think that um, what they need to do is, I mean, I, I I don't see them putting the belt on a young guy yet, but I think that uh, I think that they need to put the belt on a homegrown talent next regardless if it, I mean, Kenny or Cody, I would consider homegrown talents just because they're, you know, EVPs of the company, but, um, you know, I, I would think Kenny more so than Cody, um, based on the stipulation that Cody can't challenge for the belt also. And I know that we've talked about there's ways around it, which there are, but, um, also, the fact that some people still view Cody as an ex-WWE guy, even though he's clearly not at this point, um, as far as, you know, what he is now versus what he was then. Um, but some people would still have that stigma. Now, with Kenny, you know, yeah, you could say he was in NXT for a cup of coffee, but he was never on television. He was just in development. Or not NXT. What was it? Uh oh, Yeah, OVW, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. One of the one of the developmental places um, that they had, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I think it'll be very interesting to see uh, the next, you know, few weeks and the next month, uh, the build up for All Out, see everything come together and. Damn, man, I just wish it was here. <laughs> I know we've said that several times, but because if it was, you know we'd be there. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, that's like the worst, worst part about it. But um, yeah, I guess that that's really all I got. The show is great. I'm looking forward to next week. Yes, I do have to watch a shit ton of other wrestling and I will, and we will do our uh, our shows on, on the others. We'll probably do, um, you know, like I made mention before, the two the last two SmackDowns and Raw, uh, unless something of note happens 
Um, I'll make mention of them when we talk about Extreme Rules. If not, you know, we're not doing a full show on those. NXT and um, uh, Slammiversary. You know, I, I mean, even with NXT, I don't even think we're going to do a full recap on that. I, I mean, oh, you've seen it. I haven't. It was, was it anything major? I mean, I'm sure some, some major stuff happened. But uh, as far as being able to go through the whole show like we did with Dynamite, is it worth it? Or can we just maybe throw them both into the same thing? We can probably throw them both in. I mean, the um, Tegan, right. the Tegan and um, EO match was good. But other than that, everything. Oh, yeah. Everything else is kind. Of, it's worth watching because they're you. You kind of start to get 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 the idea where they're going with some things. But I, other than that, it it's it wasn't that great. All right. I actually so I actually do... I actually thought it was kind of weak considering they're coming off of such a big last. You know, I thought they could have did more. But anyway, that's that's besides the gotcha. point. All right. Well, when I uh, when I watch it, you know, we'll, we'll probably we can make mention of it real quick then during. Uh that show but we will definitely be recapping extreme rules and slam anniversary probably on the next show whenever that's going to be with little you know make mentions of other stuff including nxt and then probably after that we'll get back to some sort of normalcy as far as a, sh- a, sh- you know, a couple shows a week goes but as soon as we know uh you know what we're going to be doing we'll let you guys know but until then uh you know just keep uh Thank you for listening. Keep it up. Keep, uh, you know, going to Facebook, liking us, commenting us, sharing us, doing everything you can. Uh, you know, we are, as long as, as long as you guys want to hear, we will still be doing these shows. Um, anything else you got? No, that's it. That's it for me. Uh, you guys have a good one and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. Later guys. Later.